1: you've heard the term back labor but what does that mean how is it different from other labor sensations and why does it happen i'm abby lacy certified doula and massage therapist and today we're learning all about back labor and natural ways to cope with it this is preggy pals um is
2: that a plus sign pink or blue hospital or home birth what type of food should i be eating
1: i think i just
0: peed myself i'm pregnant And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait. Was that a contraction? (gasps) (gasps) Gotta make these
2: pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms. And now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals. Your pregnancy, your way.
0: Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on the go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Thanks to all the loyal listeners who've joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Please see our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app, available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. You can also download our new network app so that you have access to all your favorite new Mommy Media shows on the go. Here's Sunny with more information about how you can get involved with Preggy Pals.
2: Yes, we love hearing from our listeners, and there's several ways you guys can participate in the show. First of all, if you just love Preggy Pals and you just want to tell us how much you love us, you can do that. You can send us an email. No, all kidding aside, any comment you have about Preggy Pals, you can suggest story ideas, you can tell us how much you love us, you can you can comment on pretty much anything we've said on the show. We would love to read those comments on the air. Um, all you have to do is contact us through the contact link on our website, so that's an email. Um, you can also reach out to us via our voicemail, and that number is 619-866-4775. Uh, we have a segment that's called Ask the Experts, so if you're currently in your pregnancy and you have some pregnancy-related topics, uh, questions um, that you would like to ask our experts, you can do that. Submit the same way and we have a segment called Pregnancy Oops which is really fun where you guys can share your funny pregnancy stories and we'll share those on the show as well and if you want a little behind the scenes look at what we do here at Preggy Pals I am taking um, photos of us as we record and I post those on Instagram and we also do something called First Five which is where we uh, with video actually record the first five minutes of the interview with our expert and so it's a great way to kind of get an idea you know I know with audio sometimes it's hard to kind of really relate to what's happening here in the studio so that's a really great way to get connected
0: and become part of preggy pals great thank you so much so we're going to go ahead and introduce our panelists i'll get started uh, like i said my name is stephanie glover i'm the host of preggy pals and i'm also a trained childbirth educator working on my certification to be able to teach those classes in hospital i'm a mom of two little girls my four-year-old gretchen was born via c-section and my daughter lydia was my VBAC baby How about you, Sunny?
2: I have four kids of my own. My oldest is five, just started kindergarten, uh, a boy. And then I have a three-year-old son as well, and he's in preschool. And then I have identical twin girls who are 22 months old, and they're just home with mama, (laughs) just hanging out with mama, getting into trouble. I just took a picture yesterday on Facebook. They totally, like, trashed. They're they're getting into everything and throwing every toy. It's like every toy has to be out of the receptacle it's supposed to be in (laughs) and on my floor. So... That's a lot of fun. That keeps me busy.
0: You can't get too mad at them, though. They're (laughs) pretty cute. They're pretty cute. Yeah. (laughs) And we have a panelist phoning in from Texas. Natalie, go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: Hi, um, I'm Natalie Taylor. Um, I am currently in the hospital expecting quadruplets um, three boys and a girl. Um, I have four year old fraternal twins at home. Then I have identical twin girls who just turned two. And then I have identical twin boys who turned one and then i have who used to be our baby but no longer will be um she is nine months old and she was born in december just recently
2: and natalie has a gofundme account (laughs) if you want to help pay for any
1: child care
3: (laughs) holy moses (laughs) any baby items
1: very much accepted. (laughs) seriously
2: Uh... Oh, and and how are you feeling right now? Because we were talking with you earlier, and you're actually—is—is is fair to say she's in labor? She's in labor, isn't? Aren't you Sounds in labor? Like it.
3: I am. I'm having contractions that are 25 seconds apart and lasting four to five minutes each. So. I'm not quite in labor as far as dilation and effacement goes, but girls, I'm getting pretty close. Oh my goodness!
0: And I think is this a first for us, Sunny? Having yes. a panelist in labor on the show. Yes, uh, I give
2: you a lot of props, Natalie. But but you've been down this road a little bit before, at least with your other babies. So th- you know, this you is know, not your maybe first rodeo. Or twice, or <laughs> six times.
0: You know? And, you know, a little fun distraction is great in
3: labor, right?
0: <laughs> right. Before you go home to eleven kids. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us.
3: My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: Okay,
2: so we are going to talk about a news headline that uh, a lot of people are commenting on right now on Facebook. So I thought it was worth mentioning. And this is with Yahoo's current CEO. Her name is Marissa Mayer. And she has announced, first of all, that she is pregnant. Um, give you a little bit of uh, backstory here. Uh, she was actually hired at Yahoo when she was pregnant. So it kind of made news then. Um, this was three years ago. Okay, so with her first baby, uh, Yahoo hired hired her on as CEO when she was pregnant, which I actually I think is pretty cool of Yahoo to do. So she made some headlines a few years ago with this. Now she's pregnant again, and she found out that she's pregnant with twins. And uh, the the big catch here is that she has made an announcement that she is only going to take a two-week maternity leave with her twins. And this has ignited a firestorm <laughs> on Facebook um, because, you know, one side of the equation is, hey, we already have all these unrealistic expectations of what we're supposed to look like when we come out of the hospital or wherever we birth our babies. We're supposed to be bouncing back and and, and back to, quote, unquote, normal. So we've got, you know, that side of things. And now we're not even supposed to take an extended maternity leave or just regular, you know, it doesn't have to be extended. Just what is the the common maternity leave? Six weeks for vaginal,
0: eight for post
2: section Okay. And she she obviously doesn't know what she's going to have yet, but still to kind of, you know, I mean, you're cutting that more in half. You're like, yeah. <laughs> two weeks is like nothing, right? And she already has a child at home. Um, but, but other people are saying, listen, she probably can do this because she's a CEO. Obviously, you make a good salary as CEO of Yahoo, right? So she can afford to have other people maybe do more care for the twins than somebody who is doing everything on their own. And so anyways, people are going back and forth on it. I wanted to throw this out to you guys and say, what do, what do you think about you know her announcing this two-week thing? Is it is it a bad thing or is it saying, hey, you know what, women, we can do anything we want to do. I mean, that's the other side of this, right?
0: Yeah, and I can see both sides. I guess, first of all, I mean, She's putting herself out there to be judged, and we know about mommy wars, and so I know all of us already have some opinions on it. So I guess first thing that I would want to address is just good for her if that works for them. Yeah. That being said, I do think there are a lot of unrealistic expectations for new moms. Um, Personally, I mean, after two weeks, I've had both kinds of – I had a C-section and I had a vaginal delivery, and I needed six weeks for both Mm -hmm. just to – feel normal and connect with my baby and I know that was just me but I sort of love the laying in bed being served a cheese and fruit plate and just nursing and staring at my baby for a yeah. few weeks I like it and the thought of going back to work and to maybe an office I don't know if she'll have a telecommunicating it doesn't uh, indicate role, that in maybe America, or you know yeah. I'm not sure if she'll actually be returning to the office and her heels and power suits or if you know she gets to be in her sweats at home <laughs> I don't know um, but yeah, I I don't think it would be for me, and I do think that it's a, an unrealistic goal for most moms.
1: Well, and let's face it, with twins, statistically speaking, she's has an increased likelihood of having a C section. Right. So now you are recovering from major abdominal surgery, and you expect to do that in two weeks. That's 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 asking a lot. It really yes. is. Um, but you know, she also says she's going back to work. She doesn't say if she's coming back one day a week if she's coming back 3 That's hours true, a day right. she doesn't she didn't say exactly how she's coming back to work so and you know stuff like you said she could be telecommuting so i have to agree i i, I personally can't fathom going back that quickly yeah. but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've got if you've got the funds to hire the staff right. to support you and do your cooking and your cleaning and the night feeds and all of that good stuff, then hey, more power to you, sister. I mean, how do you bond with your baby in two weeks though? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything's just such a blur,
2: and those that that's my biggest concern for her. You know, if, if she feels that she can do that or whatever
0: system you know she sets up is right. you know
2: accommodating to that. More power to
0: her. And, that, and you know, we touched on before we started recording the establishing of mm-hmm. breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is that going to be something that she's working towards if she's bypassing it all together? We don't right. know. Right. But that does take a lot of work and you need the connection yeah. and the bonding in the beginning to make it really work for you. So,
2: Natalie, I'm assuming you're taking more than two weeks off after having <laughs> quads.
3: I can touch on this in the sense of, you know, I think I've had a couple pairs of multiples, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) If she thinks that she can have twins and come back in two weeks and and bond and come back two weeks bouncing strong looking like she never had babies in the first place, I mean, all the props to her. But personally, with my sets of twins, um, my first two sets, um, I was working um, and I took a good three to four months off just personal
2: choice yeah well my concern with all of this though is that I just don't want other businesses to look at this or other CEOs or whatever and just say this is the new norm you know mm-hmm. what I mean I feel like we're working backward you know right now we're talking a lot about extending maternity leave paternity leave and that kind of stuff I'm just nervous this flies in the face of that to say eh, you don't need that if, if someone can run a huge company then you don't need it for your job well, whatever Marissa decides to do, we wish her the best in a healthy pregnancy and labor and delivery. Yep.
0: So today we're learning all about back labor. Joining us here in the studio is Abby Lacey. Abby is a certified doula and massage therapist. She works with expectant parents to understand the physiology of labor and also practices prenatal massage. In labor, she helps mom cope with labor discomfort through various comfort measures and techniques. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we've all heard the term back
1: labor, but what exactly does that mean? Uh, For most women, it's just a manifestation of significant discomfort in their back as opposed to in their belly. Um, It's not something that we can ever predict that someone is going to have. Um, And it may happen for a brief time during labor and then go away and then come back. So, not every woman is going to experience it.
0: And it's just sort of, it, it can vary from pregnancy to pregnancy, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Just
1: because you had back labor with a previous birth doesn't mean you're going to have them with subsequent births at all. Okay. Now, I haven't had back labor, so I cannot speak to it. But,
0: Natalie, you mentioned that you have some experience with back labor. Can you describe, try to describe? I know labor in general is so hard to describe what it feels like, but can you maybe just describe your back labor?
3: F- for us? Wow, the words can't come to me. Um, If anything, it just basically feels like someone's taking their thumb and just hitting you right in between that point of where your tailbone and the lower part of your spine meet and just kind of twisting it back and forth. Awesome. That
0: (laughs) That sounds so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you had back labor, did you also feel a tightness in the front, like more of like a uterine discomfort as well? Or did you primarily feel it in the back?
3: It, um, it would kind of vary. Okay. It would go, it would start out in the back, obviously. And then I would feel like kind of my lower uterus just tighten up like a rock. And then it would just kind of simmy up my belly and it would just get, like, rock hard. Like, it would go from a back labor into a contraction, almost. Okay. It would feel like a Braxton Hicks contraction from both sides.
0: Yeah, doesn't sound fun. <laughs> now, Abby,
1: um, what causes back labor? The number one cause of back labor is actually position of your baby. Your doctor is going to use terms like um, OP, which is occiput posterior, and that means the back of your baby's head is dragging along the back of your tailbone. Um, Typically you want your baby nose to your tailbone, which is called OA or occiput anterior. Um, And then there are variations of both of those. where your baby may be, you know, facing one side of your hip, which, you know, is um, right or um, left occiput anterior um, or posterior, depending on how how turned your baby really is. Um, but it's really the back of their cute little noggins dragging along your tailbone that's going to, to cause most of that back pain.
0: Okay. And so um, it, another term for op would be sunny side up correct that is
1: correct okay
0: and are there any other causes so say that um the baby's in the oa position can a woman still experience back labor
1: she can um it depends on her position as well during labor um and different women find that different things will bring it on um everyone's comfort levels are so different um And typically, if you are actually laying on your back, um, that's the most restrictive and will cause the most pressure on your back. Um, So being stuck in a bed or in a reclining position of any kind um, where there's additional pressure um, behind you is going to also precipitate some of that discomfort for some women. Gotcha.
0: So you really have to, while you're in labor, sort of take cues from your body too and notice if you're feeling more discomfort in a position than switching it up.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that can change from moment to moment, believe it or not. Um, a lot of people believe that babies stay in one single position throughout the entire birth process, but it's actually a little bit of a dance, um, Your baby goes through what are called the cardinal movements and uh, will move around um, through a series of um, positions in order to get out through your pelvis. Um, They're not going to just go nose to your tailbone and stay that way. They actually twist and turn a little bit. So, um, you know, a baby that's even optimally positioned may twist into a position at some point that, you know, maybe their shoulder is up against your tailbone. And that's creating the extra pressure and giving you back labor or, um, you know, in the case that you have multiples, maybe you have more than one (laughs) baby and one is pushing the other one into your tailbone or, um, you know, that kind of thing. And Natalie, did you have any insight
0: when um, in those labors that you experienced, the back labor, um, did you have any insight as to the positions or presentation of your babies? Were they OP or sunny side up? Do you know?
3: One of my babies currently in this pregnancy is, um, is OP. And so that is good to know that the dragging of the forehead is what's causing me so much pain. Um, But in previous pregnancies um, with the twins, I've had some where they're sunny side up and then I've had some where they're transverse and the feelings or the pains, um, so to speak, uh, vary depending on the baby's position. And so my experiences have been where some pregnancies I couldn't even walk because the baby's position caused so much pain that it was like if the nurse or my husband asked me to move, I'd be like, are you talking to me? <laughs> you want me to walk I where what? Think, yeah, you want me to go where? I don't <laughs>
0: really
3: think that's currently possible, so.
0: And so what's interesting, too, is I, um, I'm a mom who had two babies in the OP position, and I have not experienced back labor. So um, its I realize I might be one of the lucky ones, quote unquote, though um, the op position kind of had its own challenges there but um now abby can back labor cause any complications for mom and baby
1: back labor in and of itself no it's more related to the position of the baby so we talked about baby being sunny side up and the back of that head dragging along your tailbone um when you're in pain, your instinct is going to be to tighten up and tense up and try and get away from the pain. Um, so tensing up during labor, if you can imagine, doesn't allow your baby to move down through your pelvis. So if you're tensing up all of those muscles um, in response to the discomfort, oftentimes that'll mean that your labor is just going to take longer. Um, also, you know, baby's head dragging along your tailbone. There's some, there's some resistance there, right? So that's going to mean that things are going to take longer. So um, babies who are sunny side up um, and who are causing back labor will tend to mean that your labor, you're just going to have to work a little bit harder right. and be a little bit more patient. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and keep dancing with that baby. Keep (laughs) dancing
1: with that baby. Yeah. Get on all fours. Um, Do some moving and shifting of your hips and see if you can't get your baby to to swing around into a better position for you before they're fully engaged with your pelvis.
0: And that was really going to lead me to my next question, because you're talking about the fetal positioning being such a contributor to back labor um, while a woman's still pregnant. So say she's not even in labor yet. What are some things she can do to encourage Um, that good positioning so that she hopefully can reduce her chances of back labor.
1: There are so many great things that a woman can do to help encourage uh, optimal positioning of the baby. Um, First and foremost, the easiest is stop sitting in a recliner. I know those recliners are so comfortable. You get to kick your feet up. um, But when you rock your pelvis back, think of your pelvis like a bowl and if you rock your pelvis back into a reclined position you're encouraging that baby to just chill out right there in that bowl where it's nice and comfy so that baby is going to be um seated pretty comfortably into your pelvis and not so much interested in moving around because hey it's comfy in here so um sitting upright or um slightly forward leaning if you can um I know a lot of women get a lot of uh discomfort with the weight of their belly if they have a really forward pregnancy. So, um I do advocate for making sure that you are supporting your belly adequately, but just sit up <laughs> if you can. Um otherwise, uh swimming, you know, when you swim, um your baby has even less um resistance from gravity. So, Um, So your body's lighter, their body's lighter, and babies um, oftentimes will be super active when you swim. So um, I've seen some interesting things with um, mamas trying to get babies to move, getting into pools. Um, You know, if you ever cover breech positioning, um, it's not uncommon trying to get babies to turn for women to get in pools and do handstands and all kinds of crazy things. uh. Um, But yeah, um, spinning babies, as always, is a fantastic resource for getting your baby not just to move from a breech position, um, but also into... um, uh the optimal positioning with um occiput anterior um so that's spinningbabies.com and we'll post that on our website as well um and that's a website that was created by um Gail Tully who is Phenomenally knowledgeable about babies and positioning. Um, I will say this babies are super active. And um, just because at 36 weeks your baby um, is sunny side up doesn't mean they will be at the time of labor. So um, I strongly advocate for families that hire doulas. If you are experiencing, um, you know, erratic labor patterns, or you are experiencing back pain, talk to your doula, get on all fours, go get in the bathtub. Um, gosh, um, you can do things like, uh, get out the rebozo and do some rebozo shifting. Um, rebozo, for those of you who don't know, is, um, a woven kind of like almost large baby blanket sized piece of fabric that, that, um, birth workers use uh, to help us in any number of different ways um, with uh, resistance or um, just to help us lift you, lift your belly, lift you know wrap around your hips, provide some counter pressure. Um, you don't have to have a specific piece of equipment. you don't need a rebozo, you can just get a bed sheet. okay um, So any a blanket, any piece of uh, fabric that you're comfortable with that, that can support your weight. Um, and do some hip shifting with the rebozo um, either while you're standing or while you're on all fours um, now, are rebozo typically used in when you're in active
0: labor, or is it something you can do just in like late pregnancy to help? Or
1: you can abso- absolutely do it uh, both, actually, okay. um, late pregnancy or um, early labor. Um, sometimes even later in labor, we'll get them out and um, just to get some relaxation in the hips, do a little bit of hip hip shifting um, with the rebozo. So when we come back, we're going to discuss
0: more methods of um, coping with back labor discomforts. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're discussing back labor. Certified doula and massage therapist Abby Lacey is our expert. So, Abby, we've talked about some ways to use rebozo and positioning to help comfort um, the discomforts of back labor. Um, But what are some other ways that a
1: doula or partner can help – ease some of that discomfort i'm a big fan of the bathtub in labor if you can get into a bathtub and get comfortable um it it can take a lot of the pressure off and a lot of the strain off and it's just kind of if you create a nice environment put some candles on and some music um and just chill out you know um the only trick about baths is to make sure that they are the correct temperature. You don't want them so hot that um, your skin is turning pink and you're sweaty. If you're pink and sweaty, your baby is getting too warm. So typically you want to keep the bath anywhere from, you know, maybe at the start 100 101 degrees um, and then down to about 98 you know, sometimes 96 degrees. Midwives can be a lot more particular if you're birthing in the water, but if you're just trying to relax, you don't need to get out a thermometer. Just kind of be aware of the fact that, you really don't want to get hot and sweaty. Okay. Um, and probably staying hydrated, too, while you're in the tub can help with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Have some coconut water, something full of electrolytes. Even just some plain water is a good thing. Um, maybe have a light snack while you're there if, if things are a little bit less intense and you're able to relax. Hopefully, you're not vomiting at this point. Um, right. But, yeah, take, take that as an opportunity to kind of refresh. Um, other things that you can do... Um, some great hip counter pressure is good. Um, there's some controversy about counter pressure, whether it's good or bad. Um, you know, my ultimate answer is what makes it feel better? Because when you're having back labor, pretty much that's all you can think about. So if it helps you feel better, um, my answer really is go for it. Um, the last thing that some, some of my clients have done, if you're a fan of essential oils, you can use essential oils pretty safely during labor, especially if it's on the back of your body. Um, you know, you want to be careful and, and probably not use anything on the front of your body, arms or hands that will come in contact with the baby that's not indicated for infants. Right. Um, but with back labor, you can make up your own blend um, with, you know, the mint, the mint, oils or, you know, black pepper or definitely look it up for yourself and see if you're allergic to any of the, um, any of the components, but you can make up your own little salve there to rub on your back to make things feel a little bit better. Awesome.
0: And then for those who maybe they've, they've tried coping naturally with the discomfort and they opt for maybe a little bit more medical, um, pain management, uh, what is helpful in terms of the medications would an epidural help with back labor
1: absolutely well an epidural will help with a lot of different things but absolutely back labor um, women who are really struggling with back labor and whose babies won't change position um, you know especially if you reach that point of distress uh, go for it if you if that's what you need in order to relax and push your baby out then do what you need to do getting to, from the point of pain to suffering it's right. a good time to reevaluate right that. i actually will tell my families there's a difference between strength and suffering and and it's a fine line to flirt with sometimes especially in labor when a partner can't really tell if you're in distress or not um, so you know going with the guidance of your your birth team is really going to help you there if you're having back labor but you're not anticipating using pain medication um, they can help you evaluate if that time has come. And I've been that person who looks at my client and says, I know this is not what you wanted, but <laughs> but it might help a little. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, Natalie, what did you find helpful with your back labor?
3: My best friend has been a back tip. Like both now at my time here at the hospital and um at times at home before I progress far enough, um, I would love, my experience with essential oils has been amazing and it's a really good um, bonding experience as well as um, a chance for um, my husband to feel our baby's movements. So I mean, we've we've definitely, definitely used um, the bathing technique as, I mean, ways for coping Um, as far as hospital goes, especially in my current situation. Um, I found that um I found that a squatting bar um has helped me out a lot. Um shifting positions back and forth from sitting to right and left side lying, um, as well as sitting on a bounce as sitting on a birth ball has also given me um comfort as well. Not really bouncing on it, just sitting on it.
0: Right. And just taking away some of the, the pressure. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and have you found that um Kind of doing a little bit of hula dance while you're sitting on the birth ball can help as well. Um, Getting those hips shifting and hopefully getting those babies moving.
3: Um, In that sense, no, not so much on the birthing ball, but I believe it's called the standing cradle position, which is where um, you just kind of lean on your partner and just rock back Mm -hmm. and forth. The slow dance. That has been a tough yeah, slow dance. Pretty much. That's been that's been the most comforting thing for me as well. And again, it creates kind of like a bonding um, moment for both you and partner.
0: Well, awesome. So, Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. For more information about Abby, as well as any um, additional information about our panelists, you can visit our website. Uh, this conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Abby is going to discuss how to tell if you're having regular old back pain or actual back labor. To join our club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. Hi, Preggy Pals. We have a
1: question for one of our experts. Anna in Benita, California writes, I had a birth with forceps, and my doula said that it would be a good idea to get my baby adjusted. I'm afraid of
2: a
0: chiropractor cracking my baby's spine and neck, and that it would be too violent for her. What should I look for in a pediatric chiropractor?
3: Hey, Anna, this is Dr. Tyson Perez, pediatric and family chiropractor at Elevation Family Chiropractic in Carlsbad. And you had mentioned that your doula suggested that your newborn gets adjusted because you had a forceps delivery, and that you were afraid of uh, any kind of chiropractor doing any kind of cracking um, on their spine. So just to let you know, pediatric chiropractic care is extremely safe and very gentle. Um, You know, you want to make sure that you see a chiropractor that has experience with children, and one of the best ways to find out if that chiropractor has experience with children is to go to the ICPA4Kids.org website, and the chiropractors listed on that website are certified in treating both prenatal and pediatric patients. So, again, that's ICPA4Kids.org, and type in your zip code, and you'll find a chiropractor near you. Hope that helps. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Newbies, for postpartum moms during baby's first year, Parent Savers for parents with infants and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed their kiddos.
1: and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
2: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, See you there.